the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour two of the Stephen Tubbs Show, 505. The temperature has not dipped a bit. 88 degrees here in Aurora, 90 degrees over there in hell. And why in the world would anybody want to be living in Denver and paying taxes to Denver? Just read where the Denver City Council has unanimously approved a $4.7 million settlement for over 300 Black Lives Matter protesters who were arrested by the Denver Police Department during the George Floyd protests in the summer of 2020. The short term for that is the summer of hell, the summer of fire, the summer of violence. And Denver City can't, they're not spending their own money. These, in my opinion, are payoffs, just nothing but payoffs to activists meant to chill the behavior of proper and effective police work. Man, I was down there sometimes, and, and I remember filling in for Stefan one night when he was down covering the riots live, and I sat in studio and sending video and pictures and uh, live broadcasts from his phone. And, uh, yeah, there were pepper balls used and different things, but these people were not protesting. It was not peaceful protesting. It was violence. They were firing stuff at the cops. My poor mom lived downtown, rest in peace, before, uh, not not right downtown, but uh, what was it? Gil, not Gilpin. Um, Gaylord. No, not Gaylord. Well, anyway, I, gosh, it's bad. I can't remember. I could drive you there, but I don't remember the corns. It was 8th and um, oh, makes me mad. But west of Downing, east of Broadway, how's that? And uh, and they would march through the neighborhoods. They'd wait until 10 or 11 o'clock at night in the summer. A lot of people without air conditioning trying to relax or sleep or get their kids to sleep with their windows open. And they would walk down the streets banging their drums and blowing their horns and, and making noise and just making it impossible for people to peacefully live their lives. That's disturbing the peace those are unlawful assemblies and marches, and it's what you get away with in left-wing-run cities. Denver is a disaster, and they've just given away $4.7 million to protesters. It's incredible. It's just incredible. Why would anybody want to live there? I did a little more background searching on the judge who will be handling the Trump, keep Trump off the ballot effort starting right here in good old Colorado. Colorado, the home of the blueprint. How Democrats took Colorado, why Republicans everywhere should care. And, uh, and we, do, we definitely lead the stage. You know, the, the second state that the blueprint implementers went to is Virginia. And one thing about Virginia is their governors only run for two years, and they can only run for one term. Uh, they can only serve for one term. They can only run once if they're elected and serve one term for two years. So you don't get into this machine politics that, uh, you know, 
multi multi-millionaires like Jared Polis can implement once they get it in office and grab themselves a couple of full terms. And so, um, you know, he appointed these two judges. It's his job as governor. There's nothing particular to draw from that. Uh, and I say two judges because Sarah B. Wallace, who will now be handling this case, a case where there has to be a hearing by next Wednesday, after which, and that hearing could go on for a while, but after the hearing, she has to issue a ruling on this very significant effort to, once again, steal your right to vote for uh, Donald Trump. Uh, She has to make a ruling within 48 hours. She's been on the bench since January 10th of this year. And we just found out that she's actually the second judge on this case because the first judge, Mark T. Bailey, also a Polis appointment, also who took the bench on January 10th, 2023, had to recuse himself or chose to recuse himself. Shouldn't say had. Now, when a judge recuses himself, the order is there in the file. They don't have to give the reason, and and there's no reason here, just simply a recusal and a transfer. That would be interesting to figure out. And I don't know enough about either of these people to draw any conclusions one way or the other. And as someone who practices in front of these judges, uh, very rarely that I would draw a conclusion anyway. But um, this thing is going to move very, very fast. And in the midst of it all, Denver gives away almost $5 million to BLM protesters. It's unbelievable. How many of those people are rotting in prison? How many of those people are rotting in in a jail waiting for their trial for two years? Unlike the J6 protesters. The J6 protesters who are being sentenced to, what was the Proud Boys guy, 22 years? To my knowledge, I've known one Proud Boy in my life, and he was a fine individual, a good father. And I saw him at several, multiple rallies that I would attend. And what made him so great is that he came in peace. He, Like the left always showed up with their bullhorns, he would show up with his bullhorn. And he could talk anybody down very persuasively. Not a white guy, not a white nationalist. Oh, no, no. But I I don't know enough about the group to comment. I only know that for a man who wasn't even present in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, um, 22 years, far as I recall, a clean prior record, feels like political warfare to me. And listen, I've got no tolerance for people who tried to injure cops. I would have wished that the Denver Police Department would have felt the same way toward me when they allowed Antifa to run on the stage at one of our police rallies. But nonetheless, we, you heard, if you were with us in the 4 o'clock hour, you heard Jimmy Shepard. I, I, why do I keep saying Jimmy Shepard? Jimmy Graham from Abel Shepard. And all he was talking about was standing in peace and in strength and unanimity. It is the left that brings the violence. It is the left that brings the hate. It is the left that has the benefit in liberal-run cities like Denver of knowing that consequences, if any, are going to be very, very slight. The two women lawyers, you remember, that caught a cop car on fire, I think, in New York? What'd they do, six months, something like that? This is political warfare and propaganda. 
we were promised by Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans that we'd see all of the J6 footage. Where is it? Where is it? I keep hearing that there's a an impeachment inquiry that's about to be voted on in the House. Now, I understand Republicans have a very slim majority here, there. But, you know, if you ain't got it, bring the vote and let us know who doesn't have the cojones to stand up and investigate the Biden crime family. It's one-sided. It's one-sided, one direction. There are very few places you can hear the voices of those who are pushing back. Thank God this is one of them. Donald Trump recognizes it. I hope that Republican district attorneys and attorney generals throughout the country are closely watching the tremendous weaponization of justice that is being utilized against me. There's never been anything like it. But you ought to watch. And frankly, it's an eye for an eye, or it's fight fire with fire. What they're doing to our country is amazing. So Republicans, I hope you're watching. Did promise that we would get to some calls, and uh, we'll try and at least get to one this segment. But I'm looking at this complaint, and it's captioned... Norma Anderson, Michelle Priola. Norma Anderson, that's the mom of Pamela Anderson, I believe, our uh, our esteemed Secretary of State Republican candidate who, in her side job, in her off time, was a board member of CTCL who funneled the Zuckerbucks, 400-plus million dollars worth of them, into just the right locations, just the right election places to help steal an election. Did I say steal? I mean, change the outcome. Yeah, that's what it is. Remember the people that told us Pamela Anderson, and she may be a fine human being. I've had pleasant and civil conversations with her. Was just the right candidate to win here in Colorado. Joe O'Day, a somebody I really like. I've spent some time with Joe. Don't have to agree on his stance on, you know, federalizing uh, abortion protections. But... These were just the right people that are going to win. Norma Anderson, I think, I thought was a Democrat. I, I don't remember. But Pam Anderson, for our Secretary of State, a CTCL board member. Man, oh, man, just all of these names coming out. And one of the lawyers, Mario Nicolai, who I talked about him quite a bit, might have been filling in for Stefan when he attacked the Colorado State GOP chair, Dave Williams, for um, with transparency, with creativity trying to figure out ways that the Republican Party could effectuate its will, the will of its voting members, and still comply with state law and rules and regulations that limit the actions that you can take. And he was attacked. It's fascist. We have to stop these people. We have to stand up. If you're on Twitter, you should go look at Mario Nicolai's Facebook because he's a virtue signaler. His his picture has a mask on he's still where he, he wears a mask on twitter i um mario i think you're safe from the virus on twitter so you know you probably could show your entire face it would be okay but um looking at the they, they write this thing like a bad novel 
with all these different chapters, factual background. After the 2020 election, President Trump refuses to admit defeat and inflames his supporters with the lie that the election was stolen from him. Oh, you mean like these people? Name me a single objective we've ever set out to. After the election, when you stole the election, you came back here and said, get over it. No, we're not going to get over it. You know it. I know it. They know it. We won that election. Constantly shifting vote tallies in Ohio and malfunctioning electronic machines, which may not have paper receipts, have led to additional loss of confidence by the public. The right to vote has been stolen from qualified voters. The New Yorker reported that Kerry thought that, quote, proxies for Bush had rigged many of the voting machines. In 2004, the democratic process was thwarted. The 2004 presidential election in Ohio was riddled with unnecessary problems. Some machines malfunctioned, causing votes to be counted more than once. Or not at all. Based upon an inordinate number of allegations suggesting gross voting rights violations and misconduct, I join with my colleagues in objecting to counting the state of Ohio's electoral votes. Electoral votes. I I think, just from memory, don't have his picture, his name up in front of me, that that congressman right there is the same one that was worried if we put too many people on an island in the Pacific, it would tip over. But I, I'm just saying... Anyway, um, Jimmy, let's see if we can squeeze in a caller before we get to the break. I should be doing more of that. Who we got here? Brian. Brian in Arvada. Welcome to the Stephen Tubb Show. Hey, Randy. I called to uh, comment on the payout from Denver, but uh, you had mentioned the uh, impeachment inquirement. Yeah, impeachment inquiry. Don't count on inquiry, yeah. Don't count on Ken Bach. He was over there running his mouth off on CNN saying, I don't really see any evidence that, you know, Biden was involved in anything. I on mean, the, the impeachment? Guy... Yeah, it was on CNN. You guys how can long look a... it up. How long ago? Because there's so much evidence tying creepy, sleepy showers like a, with Donald Joe to, um, to his oh, son yeah, now. It in... yeah, it was in the last two days. He's in there blabbing his mouth off how he don't see that there's a connection and that, that nothing's going to happen. Yeah, you guys got you can probably bring it up on your phone. But yeah, old Ken Buck. Yeah, don't don't count on him for anything. He's a he's a complete rhino. But it's, well, but I, it's, he's he's a friend of mine, and I did text him about this letter he put out about the J six detainees, and I haven't heard back. But that's not always uncommon. I would have probably put him on the show if I'd have heard back in time. But I know he and I yeah, are planning. He and I are about, planning to have uh, have a dinner or something here sometime soon. So we'll, we'll get into the well, weeds on some about of that. CNN. Yeah. yeah, ask him about CNN. But anyhow, um, as far as this payout goes from Denver, I mean, what did you expect? The BLM and Antifa are their ground soldiers. It's it's only obvious, guys. This is not very hard to figure out. Okay. They they had an organization. If you follow the money, you remember when they were bringing U-hauls of trucks, planting rocks in certain areas, and, bricks, and yep. frozen, yep, yeah, frozen bottles. Yeah, but Andy, some Andy, reason, no, remember he got hit in the head with a frozen shake, had a brain bleed. I've had him on the radio a ton of times. Just a, a reporter uh, wandering through, and uh, he they 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 try and kill him. They still try and kill him. Go ahead. Yeah, and you know you know it's funny. They just can't follow the money on this one. There's nobody being charged with seditious conspiracy. I mean, they were lighting federal buildings on fire. They were lighting police stations on fire, if you guys remember. And chain, with the police chaining, in there. chaining the doors shut. 
Brian, chaining and, the Yeah, ocean. they chained it and then lit it on fire. They're, they're ground soldiers, guys. It's completely obvious. If you're on their side, go ahead. Raise all the heck you want. If your grandma, who uh, you know, who uh, doesn't agree with the election because you're probably half, you know, intelligent, and you're anywhere around the Capitol, well, sorry for you, you're going to jail. This is sick. I mean, this is just the way it is. So, Brian, bring in the heat. I appreciate it. God bless you, sir. All right, it's five twenty-one, and um, I do want to get to our break because in our next segment we're going to take a detour. Just one segment, I promise, because I do want to get back to the to the radical left, to the weak-kneed Republicans who still refuse to stand up or realize the the nature of the war that we're in, the assault on Western civilization and a civil society that we are in. And, uh, and I think it's important to talk about it when we get the chance. But when we come back, my good friend Kim Monson will join us. And um, I think I said Highlands Ranch. She was a Lone Tree City Councilwoman with a very interesting story there. And... Um, she is now the president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. I didn't even know that. I've been out of the loop here for about three months now. Uh, but just such an accomplished liberty fighter. And really looking forward to her joining us to talk about a movie that she's become involved in. Another very important topic. It's called A Climate Conversation. And it, uh, it brings science into the debate or the hoax that man-caused climate change is you know ending the world as we know it i think we're down to five years we've already passed aoc's prediction of the end of the world but i think now scientists say we have five years left unless we turn it all off now of course we can't impact china we can't impact india the biggest polluters on the planet and we're one of the cleanest air quote polluters on the planet because we use the technology to make it so but kim's going to join us to tell us about this movie a climate conversation and your opportunity to see it first here in colorado so i hope to stay with us on the stefan tub show i'm randy corporan 710 knus dang man now that i'm a widower when i'm ready to start having some fun i'm going out with stefan dude's Digging up some rhythm on this show. Anyway, welcome back. It's Randy Corcoran. Glad to be with you. Really glad to have you here as well. What is it? Uh, gosh, 528 already on your Thursday night. I'm so used to Saturday nights, I don't care too much about time and temperature, but you probably care if you're on your way home, and I really appreciate you being with us. I Caller Brian told us that Ken Buck said that he didn't see much evidence of a uh, of an impeachable offense, I guess, from... from uh, Joe Biden, and I just want to hear in his own words real quick, and then we're going to go to a great guest. Uh, I wanted to get your uh, take uh, on your, CNN uh, with Congressman Matt Gates saying he is prepared uh, to um, force a floor vote on impeaching President Biden. And if Speaker McCarthy blocks the effort, he is threatening to make a motion to oust Speaker McCarthy. What do you think of that? Love it. Oh, well, sorry. I think, wasn't I think asking Speaker me. McCarthy has said a number of uh, times that he wants to bring a vote on the impeachment inquiry, not necessarily the impeachment, but the impeachment inquiry. Uh, so I think he and, and Congressman Gates are on the same page there. I don't think that there is a, an appetite right now for a motion to vacate uh, Speaker McCarthy. I think that uh, we have three committees that are working very hard on uncovering evidence of Hunter Biden's wrongdoing. Uh, they are looking to see if there is a connection with Joe Biden. If they reach that point where they can find evidence of a connection, 
uh, fine. I think the Republicans will move forward with an impeachment inquiry. Right now, I'm not convinced that that evidence exists, and I'm not supporting Oh, man. Brian, you were right. I, I guess dinner with Ken's going to be especially interesting. Because I don't get it. I mean, 5,400 emails with Joe Biden aliases to his son. I, there is so much. Circumstantial evidence is convictable, you know. Um, but anyway, we're sidetracked. I do want to give a good long segment to my friend Kim Monson, the my fellow alumni from the greatest class of leadership program of the Rockies ever, 2012 now president of Colorado Union of Taxpayers. Kim, I didn't even know that. I've been out of the loop for a while. Uh, so congratulations on that. That is awesome. Well, thank you, Randy. And actually, it's the uh, Colorado Union of Taxpayers, uh, known as CUT, is uh, been um, represent or, or representing the taxpayer. It's an all-volunteer group since 1976. It's unbelievable what these folks have done. Well, you know, Lou always shows up at uh, at our Tea Party meetings with reports in hand every month, and it's just such great evidence uh, and information for people to help make decisions about not so much Democrats, because they're always so far to the left of anything that resembles any fiscal sanity, but what Republicans are actually standing up for lower taxes and limited government. Well, it is, and we just issued our uh, report on the 2023 legislature, and you can get that by going to, I uh, just put in Colorado Union of Taxpayers, and that will get you to the website. And we w really would encourage people to join. It's $25, and you can join on the website. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of money with special interests and down at the legislature. For everyday hardworking people, you basically have the Colorado Union of Taxpayers and then Sue Moore with her group over at Liberty Scorecard that's watching out for we the people. It's such great information. People are so disheartened. But, you know, we saw a tremendous turnaround in Virginia, uh, and that was the second state that the Democrats successfully took their blueprint from Colorado to, and uh, it can happen. You have to sometimes wait for things to get bad enough before certain people wake up and realize that it's their voting decisions that are leaving us in some of these horrible states. The website is coloradotaxpayer.org, coloradotaxpayer.org, or like you said, just look up Colorado Union of Taxpayers. That's fascinating. It's not why we have you here. Um, but can we talk just a minute about one of the just tremendous efforts that you got involved in when you were a city council woman, woman at, in Lone Tree. Sure. Which one was that? Well, I was <laughs> thinking about the Hooters. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. I uh, was the city councilwoman uh, at Lone Tree City Council and uh, Hooters restaurants. One of the, our, our duties was we approved liquor licenses. So Hooters restaurants uh, had actually, I think, kind of been told wink, wink by the mayor that, um, that um, yes, they, they could um, remodel an old TGI Fridays, and, uh, and it made perfect sense. The area was zoned as a restaurant. There had been a liquor license there, and so it, it really was a formality. But uh, what happened, and it was primarily uh, women on the left, leftist women, um, that uh, did not want Hooters restaurants to come into Lone Tree. And so it ended up being standing room only at the city council meeting and woman after woman uh, coming up and just denigrating uh, the business. It's a legitimate business. You may not like it, 
But in free markets, uh, they should be able to compete in a free market. And if people don't want to go there, they'll go out of business. If people do want to go there, they'll stay in business. So anyway, the, the vote uh, or, or the, um, it came time to do a motion to approve the liquor license. And I made the motion. And Randy, there was no second. And uh, that went on for the whole evening, and um, wow. and there was no second, so it never came before the um, the city council. And so I went home. We issued a press release because this was about freedom, and this was pre-COVID. This was like 2015, and I had a, a neighbor across the street, and she said, Kim, I'm a Christian. I can't quite understand why you're standing up for hooters. And I said, well, um, actually, it would be big danger if we got into a situation where we would have, I call them PBIs, politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties, start to determine which businesses can be in business and which can't. And that was pre-COVID, if you can believe it, Randy. Yeah, no, I and and that got turned around, did it not? It, it did. And yeah. in fact, uh, <laughs> um, the, and two weeks later, the city attorney basically said afterwards, hey, you guys don't have a leg to stand on. And uh, so two weeks later, the um, liquor license was approved, and they have been a successful business in Lone Tree, creating tax revenue for the city for all these years. So they're still there? Yep. Okay. Well, it's just fascinating because you you stood on principle. You didn't make a decision based on – a lot of women don't like Hooters, and uh, and they certainly don't like their husbands or boyfriends going in there, at least not without them. <laughs> and uh, but but that's not the point in a civil society and a free market. And you stood on that, and I think it was a I think it was a bold move because you certainly didn't have to get involved at all. And and I remember that there was an awful lot of press that swirled around it. And I'm I'm just grateful that you were there to to make that decision. Well, that's it is so important that we stand on principle and stand on stand for liberty. Um, each and every day when these things present themselves. And, Randy, there's other examples. But if you stand on principle, and sometimes you're by yourself, but it all, it really always, it will always work out. And there's other examples. And so it's been a great lesson for me. I can imagine. We're talking with Kim Monson, president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. The website is coloradotaxpayer.org, coloradotaxpayer.org. And you've just been doing – I mean, I see you at rallies. I, I hear you talking about issues. You write prolifically. Uh, it it takes a lot of energy to do the things that you do. And uh, so I just want to thank you for it before we run out of time and I forget to do so. We've got you here today to talk about your first movie project, which is pretty cool. And it involves another hot topic, one that is – uh, not just chipping away at freedom and success and prosperity and security here in America, but but explo- imploding it, just trying to stomp it into the dirt uh, to leave it there. It's the climate hoax that's all around us. It's built into the media. It's built into the news stations. It's built into the weather reports. It's just everywhere. And uh, apparently Coloradans are going to have an opportunity to see this film. Tell us about it. Uh very excited to be involved with this project, and it is really was envisioned by Walt Johnson, who is a, a Coloradan. He's a geophysicist, and he's been in that business for many, many years. And he was becoming increasingly frustrated with just not having a real honest conversation and really looking at this whole thing, climate change. 
And so he actually took money from his retirement accounts because he thinks it's that important and uh, decided to create this film and found Colton Moyer, uh, who's the director producer, uh, and uh, brought in three other scientists to talk about the economic devastation that we will will incur if we continue down this road and uh, just how that will limit um, our prosperity on the whole planet. And uh, so we are going to do a screening of the film on September 28th at Rockley's Event Center, which is on West Colfax. And all of the scientists in the film are coming in into town, King Gregory from Canada, Ron Stein from the West Coast, uh, Gregory Wrightstone with the CO2 Coalition from the East Coast, and Walt. And there will be a panel discussion after the movie. And uh, tickets are $20 for individuals, $30 for a couple, and there's going to be food and drink. And it's going to be a great networking event. And um, we, we, we know that this is so important. If we don't have an honest conversation about this, we will not be passing prosperity on to our next generation. 100%. I see that the website is aclimateconversation.com, aclimateconversation.com. Is that where people can go to get tickets? Yes, correct. Okay. And, man, there's just some really interesting information about this film. And, you know, one of the things that the left likes to use, or, or just the people who who see changes in the weather and, and, and believe all of the propaganda they've been spoon-fed since Al Gore days, that... Uh, that people on our side deny that the climate changes. And that's just simply not true. The, the difference between what they do and what we do is that we acknowledge the reality of the change. We dispute with evidence the cause because the minuscule amount of, you know, carbon dioxide that's in the air, uh, CO2, carbon, they like to say. So people envision this hard, crusty thing in the air, I think. Um, it is not the cause of these changes. And not only that, but from a position of Earth history, not human history, but Earth history, there's nothing new about these changes. The sun of a volcanic, a massive volcanic eruption, so many things can impact all of this. And then we also point out that America has done a tremendous job of cleaning up its coal use of coal, its use of of uh, fossil fuels, gasoline, and, of course, natural gas, which is uh, a very safe and efficient tool to use. Um, but we can't do anything about China and India and the other major pollutants. So it's the policies that are being promoted, which I think are Marxist policies for government control, that uh, that we oppose. And we're looking for solutions to deal with the changes but also not crush basically crush civilization in the process. Well, you've really nailed it. Everything, you, uh, you could be in the film. I think that you understand this <laughs> issue. <laughs> so well, well, nobody asked, Kim, but... and I'm, you know, our friendship goes back a long way. So I... <laughs> well, this was my first film work, so uh, Colton did a super job on that, but you really have nailed that. And so there's so many disconnects regarding that narrative. As you mentioned, Randy, we hear it everywhere in weather reports. I mean, it is just so prolific. And that's why this film is so important. And Walt felt, you know, there's so many good books about this, but he wanted to make a film that would speak to people. And I've talked to a variety of, of folks that say, hey, I want to bring my millennial with me. I want to bring my, my um, I think it's 21 and older because there's going to be adult beverages. 
But yeah, well, count me in then. Yes, yes. Oh, we'd love to have you come. <laughs> Good. Uh, and just, so we'll get you a press press and pass on that. But so that you can then have a conversation in the car. And they actually address that graph. Remember that hockey stick that shows that temperatures are rising? Well, they actually peel that back a little further so you can have an honest conversation about that. That's fantastic. And so what's the time? How long is it going to be? And what's the location? It, it will be 6 to 9 at Rockley's Event Center on West Colfax. I believe that's 8555 West Colfax. All of the information is at the website, climateconversation.com. And one other thing, CO2, uh, Gregory Wrightstone makes a point that people understand. And anybody uh, from eighth grade should remember that uh, there is photosynthesis that occurs with CO2. So CO2 is plant food. And it's not this poisonous gas. It is food for plants. It, it w- it's what trees use to produce oxygen. <laughs> and when the you of life. when you have healthy, happy trees, yeah, you might become a, a you know you might have wetlands replace deserts. I mean, where we live in Colorado didn't always used to be this you know this it's kind of a dusty place now, but. I mean, just think of how it's just changed in Colorado over my lifetime. I'm a native here. I've lived a bunch of other places, but I was born here. I remember what summers used to be like, rainstorms almost every afternoon, nothing like the torrential rains that we had this particular year. Uh, and then we've gone into periods of drought, and it's, you know, it's, uh, I, I can, I get exhausted, Kim, trying to think of all the different ways that the climate alarmists are wrong. And they cite to an expert, uh, to a group of experts, you know, worldwide scientists. When you dig into that group of experts, you see how tightly they're tied together and what their actual agenda is. Does the movie do any of that? Absolutely. That is addressed Mm -hmm. as well in in the movie. So as far as uh, talking points, uh, this will really help you have conversations with others. Because if we continue down this road, uh, we are going to reverse the human flourishing the responsible human flourishing that we live in. And Randy, this just came across the wire. You probably know this, but uh, August 17th, POLIS's Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment established new standards for large buildings, which basically will prevent them, will be apartment buildings, hospitals, from uh, putting in gas-powered furnaces, um, doves, and that's right here in Colorado. Colorado, we are at the tip of the spear, and my hat's off to you, Randy. You have been in this fight for We the People long before me, and you are doing such an excellent job. So what, are we going to heat with campfires now, or what's what's the what's the safe heating source that they're going to replace gas furnaces and gas stoves with, do, do they say? Good gloves? You know, I've, not, I've got it here, right here in front of me. But, you know, they, they don't like burning firewood because that... No, that's much worse. So, but moving people to electricity... Ah, uh, yes, where because... they can control the yes. electricity. They can control your electricity. And where does electricity come from again? How is it produced? And... Uh, primarily by natural gas, by fossil fuels. Uh, okay, yeah, some... Some kind of a disconnect there. Maybe Jared will figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So it's September 28th. That's what? Three weeks from tonight. Um, it is. Yes. Six to nine. Rockley's Event Center, 8555 West Colfax Avenue in Lakewood. 
20 bucks for one or a bargain, 30 bucks for two people to get in. And the website for more information, is there a trailer up there on the website? Uh, yes, there is. Very cool. Aclimateconversation.com, aclimateconversation.com. Kim, I'm going to do everything in my power to see you then on September 28th. Thank you so much for letting me know about this. It's fun to be back on the radio with you, and uh, I hope to see you very soon. Sounds great, Randy. Keep up the good work. Better believe it. You too. God bless. God bless you. All right, it's 546. We have got to get to the break. We've got callers on the line. Um, I do have another guest next hour, but we'll keep that short so we can get in as many calls as we can between now and 7 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on The Tub Show. I'm Randy Corcoran at 710 KNUS. Now we're talking 552. Randy Corcoran in for Stefan Tubb. Stefan's back tomorrow for his final eight weeks, not of 710 KNUS, but of radio. So I hope you um, I hope you treat my buddy Stefan well and spend an awful lot of time with his show over these next couple of months. Good to have you here and um, a lot of reaction to Ken Buck, including on his own YouTube page, where he has one like on that interview with Jake Tapper and a few comments that are not too friendly. I, that his position on the impeachment is quite surprising. I have not gotten a chance to dig into his letter about the J6 detainees, so we may not get to that tonight. Just so much going on here. But in the time we've got less left this hour, let me just tell you, in the 6 o'clock hour, Paula Scanlon, who is a was a teammate of Riley Gaines and is a spokes, spokeswoman for the Stand With Woman movement on uh, Independent Women's Foreman, uh, Independent Women's Forum. One more hour to go. Um, she will join us in the 6 o'clock hour. In the time we've got less th- left this hour, let's get to some calls. And since I mentioned Ken Buck, let's start with Ron. Ron, welcome. Well, have you heard Ken Buck's interrogation of, uh, what's the FBI director's name, Ray? Chris Ray. Yeah, have you heard that? I do remember seeing some snippets of it. That oh. was back earlier in the summer, wasn't it? Well, I don't know, but I just heard it again on the radio this earlier today. And he comes on and he says, I'm not one of those people that uh, I'm very, you know, something like I'm honored to have you here and I'm, you know, you're doing a great job and you're not, I'm not one of these people that want to break up the FBI. And oh, he was so patronizing. He was disgusting. He is the enemy. Before you start defending him too much, I think you should listen to that. I mean, just, well, and then this thing about the, the, the January 6th people. He's an ex-DA. Has he ever heard of the concept of a speedy trial? Yeah, these two these folks have been incarcerated for two years. Uh, even if there was some violence involved, it's just not equal to what yes. other people similarly situated, especially if they have BLM or Antifa attached to their names right. or their actions um, little, are receiving. Let alone the concept, you know, the, the idea that you know there's some courts are just crooked, D.C., there are juries that are just t- totally unfair, uh, it, as well as prosecutors, and he doesn't even care. My God, the guy's unbelievable. He is, I'm telling you, he's the enemy. I, I, I think, you know, he's in the same, as far as I'm concerned, he's in the same category as Peter Boyle. Ron, you know better. <laughs> Maybe, but that's, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, thanks for the call. Yeah. I uh, I'll just say this about Ken Buck. Go back a long way. My my law firm has done cases in Weld County when he was district attorney. Always 
um, approachable, always a straight shooter as far as I could tell. Um, I know him. I believe it. If he says something, he believes it. Doesn't mean it's so. But I'm definitely going to speed up an opportunity to sit down and talk to him and really hash out some of these issues. I think that would be an awful lot of fun. Let's get to Tim in Castle Rock before we run out of time. Tim, welcome. Hey, how are you, Randy? Hanging in. I just uh, wanted to call in, and unfortunately, I've got to experience uh, Denver and decay very personally recently. I uh, I fly to uh, DIA quite often for work, and uh, flew out last week, parked my F-150 pickup there, and when I landed in Michigan, I got a call from a very nice Aurora police officer telling me that he had my stolen vehicle sitting in front of him on a street in Aurora. Oh, man. was it, What kind of shape was it in? Fortunately, not too bad. Good. A little bit of damage, not too bad. But the, my reason for the calling is this: never realized how bad we are. But over a hundred, oh, I'm sorry, over eight hundred vehicles have been stolen within seven miles of DIA. Well, we're number one in it, auto thefts, right? Uh, thank you, Jared Polis. Thank you, Democrat legislators. Thank you, Denver City Council. Thank you, all of the anti-law enforcement people. Tim, I just I got a. A message from somebody referring to an article of a Minnesota legislator who was one of these, you know, stop the police, defund the police folks who it was got became the victim of dom- of domestic violence and now wants is pushing to fully fund police. Imagine that you live in your oh, little you live in your little bubble and you've got your great ideas that have been indoctrinated into your idiotic, probably college graduated head. And you've had no real life experience and you start tossing out this nonsense, not understanding human nature or anything else. And then you get victimized and all of a sudden you sing a different tune, man. Tim, we're out of time. If you have anything else to say, just stay on hold. I'll bring you back on the other side. Can we do that? No. Yep, you gotcha. All right. Thank you. We'll stick Tim on hold. You can see if he wants to continue to talk. If not, we'll be back with, uh, oh, your favorite, Dr. Fauci. Next on 710-KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.